Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osher Ginsberg. Hey, thanks for being here. It's Friday the 17th of December, 2020, and I hope that wherever you are, you're okay. If you've never listened to this podcast before, well, hey, this is a show called Better Than Yesterday. The idea is to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. That's it. Something you hear on the show, either today or on, on Mondays when I speak with a guest, will help you just go to bed tonight going, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's, it's a good day. That's it. That's the show. It's really not that hard. Like I said, Mondays I'm here with a guest, Fridays I'm here with you. And uh, there's, goodness, 367 other episodes to, to get stuck into. We are just about to hit our summer break, so as of next week there'll be some best ofs, but that's fine. I'll be here introducing the best of, but it'll be a conversation that we have played before, but um, one that me and the team have uh, – decided, you know what, this one's worth, this one's worth another run. This one's worth another listen because it, I go back and listen to him again. Yeah. So, uh, I'll tell you about Monday's guest in a little bit. I hope you're good this week. I hope you've managed to take care of yourself. There's been a lot of fucking hectic weather across a lot of Australia, a lot of water. It's funny this time last year, we were on fire and this time this year, we are a lot of the country is underwater and um, it's hard, but it seems to be very evident to many, many people that, yeah, this is climate change and it's happening right now. And um, yeah, when Byron Bay gets washed away, maybe that's time that people kind of pay attention. You know, that footage is terrifying, but, you know, we'll look back on it and go, oh, oh yeah, the good old days. But it means that we can get to work right now. And that's what's, what's really important. I'm a bit late up this week. The, it's not a massive complication with my surgery. I've had a hip replacement in case you're new. Arthritis, old man. And uh, it's not a massive complication, but there's uh, some swelling under at the, at the site of the, the incision. Not infected. I've been checked over for that, which is really good. Because infections and prosthetics, that's a whole other kettle of fish because blood can't get in there to clean it up. Anyway, it's not infected, which is really good. It's just this, you know, swelling that's making things pretty painful. So I can't do the rehab that I need to do to get the joint more mobilized and start, you know, getting strength back and being able to move around properly. So I'm in this weird holding pattern of pain management and um, trying to sleep properly and not being able to move around too much because it's funny that, you know, the thing that makes it better, the best thing I can do is to mobilize the joint, but the thing that makes it the most grisly is to mobilize the joint. So there's this really fine line with just how much can I do? And I think the answer is barely anything, 
which is weird. You know how active I've been, you know, over the last few years. You know, if I'm not on a bike doing 50Ks, you know, smashing it out and like an hour and 20 on the bike, I'm out the back with the sandbags doing 120 deadlifts, you know, so or all the kettlebell swings in the world, you know, so to not move that joint for 22 hours was not great, you know, because I would, it would get uncomfortable and weird. My head would get uncomfortable and weird, but I haven't been able to do anything. What I am really enjoying is that in between Wolf's bath time and bedtime, Audrey's putting him in the baby trolley and we're going, she's taking me for a walk around the block, which is nice. I go for a walk with my wife every day and look at the birds eating their dinner. That's really nice. I was very grateful to have my friend come over this week. Human connection is really important. Really, really important. Face-to-face human connection is vitally important. It's good to text people, sure. It's good to get on a Zoom call when you can. Yes, the lockdown taught us that it's very important to hear people's voices, hear tones of voice, hear nuances, hear emotion, have empathic reactions to tones of voice and tones of phrase and things like this. This is very important to actually hear someone's voice. So a phone call is very, very important, but it's also extra good to be in someone's presence. And I was very happy that my friend Luke Heggie came around this week and we played some Scrabble like the old days. It was nice. When we lived together, we played like three games a day, but we got like one and a half games in before it was baby time. But it was great. It was so great to have my friend around for lunch and some Scrabble, which is really, really good. Which is good. I, I guess, you know, the other thing that's, that's been happening, because I've been laid up, my, I'm under doctor's orders to, you know, he's South African, he's great. No, stop all the rehab, just rest, ice and rest, that's it. No, we're just going to leave it for a week and see what happens. Oh, fuck, all right. So I'm sitting on the couch, like, what are we going to do? So we're watching this new show. And um, you know what it's like when you watch a new show, when you, you know, binge on a, on a series. Now, I, I love a bit of drama as much as the next person. I particularly like the Scandi Noir. I like that kind of business. Nordic Noir, I like that a lot. And I also like my science fiction. I like my science fiction a lot. And Audrey and I got into this particular, I won't say the name of it because I don't want to spoil it because it might be your thing. But generally, when it comes to a new show that we're watching, I'm right into it if it's within the realm of reality. So even with science fiction, if there's like in the scripting, if the if in the storyline, if they can justify something through a technological means, like, oh, we've got this thing that allows us to communicate without speaking. It's an implant that she and I both have. Great. I'm along. I'm there. So things that are inhuman or beyond human capability now, it's been written into the script that, that it's there. And that's not, you know, I'm not being asked to suspend my disbelief. But when things, I don't know, it's just for me. I can't do super stuff. Supernatural, superpowers, can't do it. I'm not into it. Can't do it. It's why I like Watchmen, because Watchmen's just regular people in onesies doing shit. I like that. I can do that. They're just vigilantes who wear hoods and capes and things. But I can't do supernatural and I can't do super people. Can't do flying people. I can't do, like, did you watch Mr. Mercedes based on the Stephen King book? I loved the first season of Mr. Mercedes, thought it was great. And then as we got to the next part, I'm like, oh, fuck, no. No, now we're getting to the supernatural shit. Now we're getting into, nah, and I was out. I made an episode and a half in and I'm like, bye, honey, finish it by yourself. I'm out. I'm done. I can't do it. Can't. I'm, I'm out. And, um, and there's a particular show that Audrey and I were watching. It's like 10 episode series. And about episode seven, she and I looked at each other going, fuck, they're going to do it, aren't they? 
because they'd written themselves into such a hole with a script. And I'm like, they're going to do another year. She was like, they're going to do it. And fucking sure enough, sure enough, the rabbit warren that they'd written for themselves in the script, the only way out, the only way to explain it, the only way to tie some knots in, in the long st- strings of storyline was to throw in some sort of superpower, supernatural sh- situation. And I'm like, ah, fuck, but I'm, now I've got to finish it because it was really annoying. Anyway, anyway. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm always happy to get an email from you. So thanks heaps. Oh, you know what's really good? Thanks everybody for jumping on the cameo situation. I'm really, really, really grateful for that because trying to raise money for World Bicycle Relief. Now, if you don't know what World Bicycle Relief is, there are parts of the world If you are listening to this on a smartphone, probably not the part of the world that you live in. Oh, maybe. But there are parts of the world where the difference between safety and a career and education even is mobility because safety and a job and education may be further than you can walk and back in a day. And that's a real problem. That's a real, real problem. Because if you are only limited by how far you can walk in a day, then everything you need to do in your life has to be within the space that you can walk to and from in a day. So maybe a little less than 10 Ks, which really, really, really limits a lot of opportunity, particularly in parts of um, sub-Saharan Africa and Southeast Asia. That's a, that's a really big, big part of it. So World Bicycle Relief, what they do is they've built this really sturdy, quite incredible uh, single gear bike called the Buffalo Bike which can carry, I think it can carry, like, I, I, I didn't do it, I won't do it, but like Bali style, like you can put a whole family on it, you can put five people on it. It's got a cargo rack in the back, which is rated to 100 and something kg. Like, you can run a business, you can deliver goods, you can get to and from school, which is the most important thing. And you can take a friend on the back, you can dink someone on the back, which is really, really important. Anyway, World Bicycle Relief build these bikes, these Buffalo bikes, specifically for sub-Saharan Africa and specifically so people can uh, get to school, uh, get to work and, you know, do it safely. And I'm trying to raise money for them uh, for part of their Christmas appeal. Now, at the moment, because I've got a, a new prosthetic hip, I can't do any charity bicycle rides or anything like that. Normally I'd be like, well, let's all do like 100Ks or something. No, can't do that. I can though sing you a song. So if you jump on Cameo, it's an app on your phone. You download Cameo and find me, I'm there. I'll sing you a song or shout out, or say whatever you need. And, you know, it's a cool little thing. You can send it to a friend, make their day, whatever. But by doing it, um, for every four of those that I do, we're able to buy another bicycle. And so it's, it's, it's a pretty killer way to absolutely positively change someone's life. So I really hope that if you're thinking of someone not in your city, someone you're not going to see around Christmas time, uh, maybe you want to say congrats to the team or thank you, mum or dad, or good on you for graduating high school or whatever, whatever it is you want to do, doesn't matter. Just send it to me on Cameo. I've got a couple more days of being able to do it and we'll work it out. We'll make it happen. And you can raise some money for World Bicycle Relief. 
and then give somebody something like a really hopefully make their day. And I really enjoy it. Sometimes I play bass, sometimes I play guitar and I'm really enjoying doing them. So uh, Cameo is where you can find it. It's an app on your phone and um, just look for me and, and I'll be there. You can always get me if you do want to get in touch with me though. You can find me, uh, send us your email at gmail.com. And I just want to say a big hello to Brad. Brad's somebody that did email a little while back. Thanks for emailing me, Brad, but he sent me this freaking amazing picture from Fraser Island. He's reading my book and in, in the foreground, it's my book and uh, his little camp table and it looks like his partner's book and they're at Fraser Island among the casuarina trees and in the distance there's quite clearly a, a gnarly bushfire, a very gnarly bushfire that is uh, on Fraser Island. I believe the bushfire has now been managed, but that's pretty fucking hectic, man. Fraser Island doesn't catch fire ever and it has been on fire quite nastily. Brad said, I sent you an email a while back about my journey of giving up alcohol. Um, you spent a great deal of time speaking about it on one of your podcasts in January. I really appreciate it. It's very helpful. Coming up to one year off the soup, December 1. Hey, man, happy birthday. Oh, by now, it's happy birthday 16 days ago. Fuck yeah. Oh, this has been sitting in the – oh, it's been sitting in the drafts. He just wrote the top. So you made it a year. Good for you. My life and mental state has changed so much since. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm really grateful for your hard work with the podcast. It's literally kickstarted me on a life-changing journey. I hope one day I can return the favor. Mate, I didn't do shit. I just told my story and you did all the work. You challenged, you, Brad, you, it's not your real name. Brad, you challenged every challenge that came through your day, every hour, every morning, every afternoon, every evening, every day at a time you did it and you've made it now. Fuck yeah, good on you, buddy. Good on you, man. And, and good on you for going camping and have a great time. You're the best. Oh, that's a very nice, he's written, I won't read it out loud, but he's written a nice offer down here. I might write you back on that. Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, and thanks for the photos. And thanks for taking the book on holidays to Fraser Island. I went to Fraser Island when I was five years old in 1979. It was balls. It was amazing. I drove a, like a four-wheel drive mini moke or something at five. I was out on someone's lap and steered around sand dunes. It's really fun. I have been, um, as I told you last Friday, I've been trying to be really accountable with these pain meds that I've got at home at the moment because I'm an addict and my brain tells me all kinds of things. And it's really fascinating. You know, once you, accountability is a really important thing and being accountable to you has been really helpful to me because I told you last week that my brain's like, come on, man, we can get another box of these. We find out what I have today. Like, oh, fuck, I've told everyone on the podcast now. Now I really can't go and get it now because then they'll know and then the whole thing's fucked. And it's really important to do that. Accountability is really, really important because by staying account, like just by telling somebody else what you're going to do, then you just kind of got to do it. Your own, I guess, wanting to look good in someone else's eyes pushes you to be like, I can't let them down. And so I kind of use my own selfish <laughs> wanting to look good to urge me towards healthier behavior, which is really important. Uh, it's really important. But what's fascinating and what always blows me away is that after I spoke to you last week, I'm like, all right, I've got to do some lifting too. I've got to do some work here. And so, as I mentioned, I, I plugged back into a few meetings of the fellowship that I'm a part of and was accountable there. And, you know, straight away, I was like, oh, you know what, a part of this is reaching out to people that need help, you know, and just out of nowhere, within 24 hours, actually, Three people that I hadn't been in touch with for quite a while, I just, you know, sent a text, hey, buddy, seeing how you going? And it turns out that my text was like, oh, man, perfect timing. I so really needed to hear from you today. Three times in 24 hours. And that blows my mind. 
It really does. I just happened to be the right person at the right time for the right people three times in 24 hours. And I'm really grateful for that because if I reach out and find out how someone else is doing it, it gets me off my own sore hip, woe is me, it's never going to get better, I've got swelling, I can't do my rehab, blah, 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 blah. gets me out of my headspace and go, how can I help you, man? What, what's going on? And that really helps me. It, it relieves the kind of whirling drain plug circle of self-pity, you know, because I'm like, okay, fucking shut up you. We're talking about this person now and this person needs help. So let's have a chat and let's see what we can do for them. And that's good for me. It's nice for me. I'm grateful for it. So I would encourage you if you're having a tricky time, reach out and ask someone how they're doing. I know it seems counterintuitive rather than reach out and saying, hey, I need help. I mean, you can do that if you want. That can also be a part of it, but also reach out and ask someone if they need help. Now, I don't think we're going to speak again until, let me have a look here. Let me look at my calendar. No, we're not going to speak again until Christmas Day. Oh, I'll put one out on Christmas Day. I will. But what can I say before that? This is a time when there's going to be a lot of possible family interaction that can make you possibly uncomfortable. What would I say to you? You are under no obligation to, unless you're a kid, you're under no obligation to stay. You can always go outside and look at their garden for a while. You can always take a dog for a walk around the block. So I'm just going to grab, is this your dog? Can I take it for a walk? Thank you. Feeling a bit odd, need for a walk, need to get a bit, a bit of air. And just understand that a lot of the time when you're, you know, in, in my own experience, when people kind of come at you and try to push buttons or push triggers, what are they actually trying to do? They're confronting you instead of connecting with you. They want to connect with you, but they don't know how. So they confront you instead to get a reaction out of you. And that's the connection they look for. So you can be in charge of the quality of that connection. Okay. So it can start with a confrontation, but you can have a boundary around that. So take a breath. Just start with that. Take a breath, hold it for a second, then let it out and pretend you've got bad hearing. And pardon, what did you say? Make them say it twice. Maybe they'll think about it. I don't know. But understand that it's, it's going to be okay and it's just a few days and you're going to be all right. And you're not going to change anybody's mind over Christmas lunch. Your uncle that watches Sky News isn't going to suddenly go, you know what, you're right, Jenny. Climate change is real. I don't know why I've been listening to these people the whole time. Oh, my God, I don't believe it. I'm going to sell my Dodge Ram. Uh, it's not going to happen over Christmas lunch, so don't try. Don't try. It's kind of like parenting, you know. Drop the facts, drop the truth, and disengage. Let them think about it. They'll change their mind in their own time, if they do at all. But you're not going to convince anybody. So don't try. It's a waste, waste of energy because people marry themselves to their opinions, whether it be about climate change or gay people or trans people or, you know, politics or football or whatever. People marry themselves and they identify themselves with, you know, and they align their identity with those beliefs. And to challenge those beliefs in public, whether it be just around one person or 20 people at a big family thing, is an attack on their who they feel they are. And so then they're, they're never going to, change that in front of other people. So don't try. Don't try. And that's okay. Just, you know, drop your little fact and, you know, I can disagree with you on that one. Anyway, tell me how are the kids? Whatever. It's fine. And if they don't want to, don't want to. Don't bother. Go talk to some kids. Go walk a dog. Jump in a pool. Or go home. Fuck it. (laughs) It's fine. It's okay. Um, So do take care. 
Monday, Monday's podcast will be a replay, but I'll be here to talk you into it. It'll be with Rutger Bregman, which uh, the book is called Humankind. I would thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend you get on board. It's a cracking read for your holiday and a cracking gift, but it's a really good read. And uh, he and I are going to have a chat on Monday. So until we speak then, thank you so much for listening. Look after yourselves, um, sleep well, and dream of beautiful things. Thank you.